Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Welcome everyone to our Invest Savvy podcast here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services. I'm your host, Christian Chapluha, and we are joined today by our special guest, Kevin Simpson of Capital Wealth Planning. Please note that Capital Wealth Planning is not affiliated with LPL Financial. I have to say I'm a big fan of the firm. Kevin is the founder and chief investment officer with their flagship portfolio, the Enhanced Dividend Income Portfolio, which recently reached their 10th anniversary milestone. Congratulations to Kevin and the team. Kevin is a frequent contributor to CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and Fox Business. The firm manages over $7.5 billion in brokerage and advisory assets with portfolios focused on growth and income. Capital Wealth Planning's goal is to invest in companies that pay a growing dividend, contributing to total returns. So thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us today. We are thrilled for you to be here. To begin the discussion, please tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and role at Capital Wealth Planning. First of all, Christian, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, a privilege, and my pleasure. I've been in the business for over 30 years. I'm the founder of Capital Wealth Planning, as well as the chief investment officer. I started the company in 2005, and we focus on helping financial advisors around the country service their clients in equity portfolios. And we tend to think of our equity portfolios as a little bit more on the conservative side of the ledger. Terrific. It's important for a firm like yours to have a thoughtful, disciplined investment process critical to success. The markets can be volatile. It's important to stay focused on the right things. Can you please tell us how you screen companies in various sectors for investment? Sure, Christian. Staying the course is hard. And I think that using a rules-driven approach, which we do at Capital Wealth Planning, is really the core focus that we revolve every decision around how we invest in companies, how we buy them, how we sell stocks, how they exit the portfolio, separating the emotion from the actual metrics and the decision-making process is paramount. The selection process is really focusing on high-quality blue-chip companies. And I know that can be a very subjective comment. So we utilize the S&P 100, which is a mega-cap universe, primarily of well-established companies, 99% of our investments are going to come from that S&P 100 universe. Now, from time to time, we can dip into the S&P 500. But again, we're looking for large cap companies that make money and who distribute those earnings by way of dividends. We diversify the portfolio across all sectors because we don't want to get engaged in market timing. And Christian, even to the extent that we may have a strong conviction in any one stock, We won't allocate more than 5% per position. We really want to make sure that everything we're doing is done through a lens of risk-adjusted total return. Managing risk is very, very important when managing portfolios. 
So I'm curious, do you take a top-down or bottom-up approach, or do you focus on the balance sheet first when you're analyzing companies, or is it more the income statement? I think for us, it's really a combination of all of the above. And I think that's part of the beauty of our process is that we don't pigeonhole or handcuff ourselves into any one piece of the process. But our approach is old school. It's old fashioned. We're looking for fundamentals and valuations and earnings. We're looking for earnings growth and dividend growth. But to your point, over the past 12 years until last year, we were spoiled in a very depressed interest rate environment, maybe even artificially depressed, where we were seeing interest rates hover at zero to near zero interest rates for a very long time. And when you're in that kind of environment, it's a growth investor's dream because you don't need to worry as much about multiples. But now that the world has gotten a little bit more normal in terms of just stock market expectations, perhaps we're seeing interest rates at three, four, five percent. It brings that old-fashioned mentality back into full importance because you can't trade things on top-line sales. You can't make multiples that go to the moon. You have to focus on bottom-line earnings, and you have to focus on reasonable multiples. I think that process, which has served us well for the previous decade, will serve us even better in the years to come because it's a little bit different perspective when you have interest rates as opposed to zero interest rates. Your focus on companies that are able to grow dividends is really interesting. For clients that have been a little bit nervous last year, seeing those cash flows come in is a very good thing. The volatility of the markets in 2022 just added to some of that anxiety. And I think that's what you mean when it's behaviorally difficult to sometimes stay invested and stay focused on the long term. So help us understand what is a dividend just in a basic way? What is that? Like how are companies sharing their profits with investors? And then why concentration on dividends and cash flows and passing off that income to investors? We feel that we're making investments in companies, and that's what we're doing when we're buying a stock, should allow us to benefit from that ownership in the form of earnings. You know, we want to participate in the earnings of the company. And unlike bonds that pay an interest rate, stocks that pay dividends are distributing a portion of those earnings to shareholders. And we feel entitled, in fact, to be a recipient of a portion of those earnings. So we focus very closely on how companies earn money and how they pay it out through dividends. And you also mentioned the importance of dividend growth. But first and foremost, the companies need to make money. Now, all of us hope whenever we make an investment in anything, certainly with a stock, that we can someday sell it for a price higher than we paid for it. Appreciation is great. But sometimes appreciation doesn't pay the bills. And sometimes, as you just mentioned, highlighting 2022, which was a refresher in reality, stocks don't always go straight up. Sometimes they go down or they bounce around for a while. We think it's very, very important that we have the ability to be paid while we wait. And we saw that for sure last year in 2022, and we're seeing it again here in 2023, that even in the absence of a stock going up, we're able to benefit from a total return perspective if through nothing else, than receiving those dividends. And all of us collectively were concerned about inflation. How do we keep pace with inflation in retirement? For years and decades, and in many cases, in a healthy adult, you can be in retirement for longer than you are in your working years. We can't just rely necessarily on fixed income because we don't have that inflationary component in many cases. So having an allocation to equity income is important for a lot of folks. If we have a company that's increasing its dividend, if in a sense it's giving us a raise each and every year, 
then we know that to a certain extent, we've got an inflationary hedge there. That's why I think that the dividend growth component within our strategy is really the most important part of the engine as we move forward into markets that are not up to 20 and 30% each and every year without any thought process. So dividends are an entitlement that we feel are important to us as shareholders and as owners of a corporation. Tell us a little bit more about diversification and risk management, how you kind of weather the ups and downs of different market cycles. For instance, last year, which was the first big down year in a little while, and people almost forgot about down years. Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in a super cycle, 2019, 20, and 21. It didn't matter what you invested in. It's almost like anything with a ticker symbol went up. It's also easy to forget the fact that there was a massive correction in the first part of 2020 when you step back and look at those 36 months as a whole. But really, for us, it's about thinking through the downside, making sure that the dividends are there to help provide a little bit of belt and suspender to the downside protection, but as importantly, to produce and provide that cash flow. And we talked before about being paid while we wait. I think that's really important. And then diversification and not having every egg in one basket is super important because it's fun and easy to own a whole bunch of Apple when Apple's doing really well. But there have been many, many instances in which it kind of rolled over. As much as you may like a stock, you never want to have everything in one position, as good as it may be, or as great as it may feel. So again, allocating not just across different companies, but also across multiple sectors, I think is an important lesson in risk management and something that really has served us well when markets don't behave the way we want. So we've seen a really good start to the year. I think many people have been surprised by how the S&P 500 is positive year to date, given the backdrop of higher interest rates and inflation. Any headwinds that you see for the rest of the year, or what are the opportunities in terms of looking forward? Well, I think the opportunity is looking forward to 2024, because there are so many headwinds in 2023. If we look at what the S&P earnings are projected to be for 2023, it's very hard for me to imagine a scenario where the stock market would be much higher at the end of the year than it is now. The only thing that would change that thesis is if the Fed is aggressively lowering rates. Unfortunately for me, I can't imagine that we're going to have that soft a landing. And I think that a recession, even if it's mild and short-lived, is more of a reality for this year, which means that I have almost no expectations for the stock market in 2023. But at some point, the Fed will lower rates. I don't think it's going to be as early as June of 2023, like some folks. I tend to think it's more of a 2024 scenario, but they'll lower rates either because they did navigate a perfect soft landing or they've constricted the economy enough that they need to lower rates to re-stimulate the economy out of the recession that is probably a little bit more likely as we sit here today. Thinking about your conversations with your friends, your clients, your members, your listeners, we don't have to have amazing expectations for 2023. We need to have realistic expectations. And if we're able to generate really good dividends, we can still have a good year. Just a question of how quickly inflation abates. And if inflation can abate more quickly than growth, we'll be okay. But we need to see a pretty big drop in inflation before we can see a Fed comfortably pivot as a result of a soft landing. And again, at this point, I'm not planning for that. I'm hoping for it, but hope isn't a plan. When do you think earnings will improve? Will that be next year so that the comparables are easier to meet and outperform? 
I mean, earnings are okay. They're just not massively outperforming what they were last year, but we don't need massive double digit growth. We just need growth. Our companies can continue to increase their earnings. Their share prices will go up, their dividends will go up and we'll be okay. So as long as earnings are increasing and as long as we're generating dividends, we're going to do well. We just need to be patient. Can't get too caught up in the emotion. We certainly shouldn't try to time the market. But if we own good companies that make money and distribute cash to shareholders, we'll be okay. Well, I love the perspective of long-term. I often say you take 2% GDP growth, multiply that by 10, and the economy is 20% bigger. And <laughs> that's easy math for all of us to understand, but it's probably really hard for all of us to remember when the market's down 10, 15, 20%. So to round off our episode today, share with us a piece of savvy advice. What idea or lesson do you think is important for our listeners to consider? I'll play off of your math equation with economic expansion because math never lies. Paraphrasing the intelligent investor from Benjamin Graham, his lesson was that the most important thing is to be able to navigate volatility and protect to the downside. Markets are going to go up and down. Your portfolios are going to go up and down. But if you can lose less to the downside, the upside will always take care of itself. We're not always right. Every decision we intend to make doesn't always work exactly the way we want. But if we stick to a discipline and a rules-based process and we focus on risk management, the upside will always take care of itself. And that's how I approach each and every day. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much, Kevin, for spending time with us today, offering up these insights into your views on the markets and investing. Very much appreciate it. If you are interested in learning about income and growth investment, please do reach out to one of our financial consultants here at Liant Retirement Investment Services. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. So please follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for new episodes, educational webinars, and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant to like and follow. Our team is available to help you with your financial plan. So visit our website and contact a financial consultant. Some disclosures before we end the episode. All performance referenced is historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Technical allocation may involve more frequent buying and selling of assets and will tend to generate higher transaction costs. Investors should consider the tax consequences of moving positions more frequently. Dividend payments are not guaranteed and may be reduced or eliminated at any time by the company. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker dealer. Member FINRA SIP SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker dealer or investment advisor. 
advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 